Hello, everyone. Today is February 1st, mm. 2024. Welcome to February and welcome to Read Through the New Testament. Yeah, hi, guys. All right, today we are going to finish up Luke chapter 8 and we're going to read Colossians chapter 3. Yep, pretty short readings today. Yeah. I think it would go pretty quick. Okay. All right, so in Luke 8, we're going to start with verse 40. Yep, and again, this is stories that you've heard before and uh, they're just repeated over and over and over again in the in the Gospels, we should know them well, about the woman who was bleeding and the little girl who had died. Yeah. Okay. Luke 8, verse 40. Now, when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age. And she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. Note the 12-year connection. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, this is really funny because Luke was a physician. That was handed there like, oh, see how good they are, right? See how good the doctor's procession Hmm. is. And he's the only one, by the way, who who puts this comment in here. (laughs) And she had spent all her living on physicians. She could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the women saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house, that would be Jairus, Mm -hmm. someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. And when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the father and mother of the child. All were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, child, arise. And her spirit returned. And she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given her to eat. And her parents were amazed. But he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Quite amazing. You just touch Jesus and you're healed. Yeah. Amazing. And here Jesus raised this girl from the dead. Yeah. It's just the power of Jesus. Which ties in really nicely with Colossians. Like... If uh-huh. if Jesus is powerful, why do you need things like oh don't eat this or don't touch that or hmm. stay away from the like no you just need Jesus you just need to touch the fringe of his garment and you'll be cleansed. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colossians three. Uh, Colossians is almost like Ephesians in this way. The first two chapters deal with doctrinal things, and uh, the last two chapters deal with more practical things. And not necessarily because chapter two is filled with a lot of practical things, mm-hmm. but it does it does make a turn here. And really exhorts you to put off the old self and put on the new self. Uh, Colossians 3, 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. There we have verse 9, put off the old self in its practices. Mm -hmm. And verse 10, put on the new self. Just like clothes. Yep. Take off the old, put on the new. Take off the old dirty and put on the new. Yep. Verse 11. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. There's right. Christ is sufficient. He's enough. Just Jesus is what you need. (laughs) Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one is a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay, now some instructions for marriages and families and working situations yep. like like Ephesians. Yep. Okay, verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey... Obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Let's go one more verse because it finishes the thought. Four verse one. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Yep. Okay, so summary-wise, I think just put off, put on. That would be really good. And then just whatever, marriage, parents, and masters and servants instructions. Mm -hmm. And they're all all similar. Like children should obey and parents should be careful how hard they are. And wives submit, but husbands should love and... So likewise, servants should submit to their masters, but the masters should treat them justly and fairly. Give them reason to want to follow. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.